Welcome to episode 18 of MADE, the podcast about purpose-driven design, making, and manufacturing. Today is our moving episode. Let's continue the conversation. Welcome back, everyone, to MADE, our podcast. With me, as always, is Claudia Bergen. Hello. And I am Jose Valcarzo. Uh, Ray's not here today because um, he's he's injured. <laughs> um, we've tried to hold we we try to hold back the episode. That's why it wasn't an episode last week. Um, you want to explain a little bit about what happened to Ray? <laughs> uh, it was interesting. He let's just say he had his ice eyes mm-hmm. scraped. <laughs> yes, and but it's a, it's it's like a perfect example. Even though he wasn't in the middle of making anything or working on any project, it's a perfect example. Where I guess you should always wear. Um, safety glasses. Yeah, protective gear. Right. right yeah. Whenever you're doing anything sometimes at home. So he was, yeah, he was just cleaning off. And he'll tell us about it next time we mm-hmm. talk to him. Um, and we, we, all three of us unite mm-hmm. again. Um, but yeah, he was cleaning some air conditioning unit. And uh, some stuff getting in his eye. And, and then, then infection has happened. First it was one eye. And then virus. Like, yeah. it's just, it's gotten really bad. Like, he just can't see anything right Right. and yeah if you heard the last episode when we were all together in delaware his eye was already bugging him at that point yeah so this is how long it's been it's been a couple of weeks that his eye has been bugging him but uh, yeah but we'll talk with him about that next week and he'll tell you guys everything he's gone through yeah and i mean it's really put a hold to everything his his uh, youtube channels had to stop because he hasn't been able to record anything work and also just because he's always making like he's always doing something it's kind of mm-hmm. hard not to for him not to do something. Right. So that's yeah. also been interesting because he's yeah. like, okay, I'm bored. I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And um, and that tells you so much about like how much our health impacts, yeah. you know, our our creative endeavors, yeah. what we do. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But um, yeah. So because of that, so we sort of held back because the the what we were going to talk about, um, it was actually his idea for the main topic. And so we don't want to talk about that without him, so we're trying to hold back. So we're just going to talk about something else today. But uh, hopefully next week he'll be back and we'll talk about the topic, which is about tiny houses. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're trying to come up with a topic for this week, since Ray wasn't going to be here. And you had a good idea, Claudia. Yeah, um, so, you know, everybody knows that Jose and I are married. And we moved recently. And um, one of, you know, we've, our, our move was very much like... It wasn't chaotic, but it it was definitely like a moving to a new space, to a bigger space, and uh, yeah, long overdue. Move yeah, too. it was way long overdue, mm-hmm. and um, it's a little bit disorienting, right? When you move right. as, as a whole. So, what do you do when you're a maker? When you have things, extra things like crap, you know, like crafts and supplies tools and tools and, right. and everything else, and then also you have projects that mm-hmm. you had on hold. So it's sort of like, you know, the moving uh, list or like what you do once you move, the unpacking. Right. So it's just, it's going to be a discussion probably just as much about organizing and doing things as it is going to be about just moving. Because a lot of people aren't moving, but maybe it can help them with how to reorganize themselves or whatnot. Exactly. Or upcycling or cleaning up, you know, Mm -hmm. just, you know, sometimes a move is not necessarily a move. It's moving forward with. It's something that you've been putting off for a while, which, you know, spring cleaning or stuff like that. Yeah. 
So, okay, yeah, so that's what we're going to talk about. But maybe before we get to that, let's talk some news. Yes. Right, so let's get to the news. All right, so for our first news story here, it's a design-geared one, and uh, it's called uh, Rendering to Reality. Uh, Diller Scoffio and Renfro's Cascading Campus takes medical education to new heights. So this is uh, the Columbia Universi- University Medical Center in, uh, in New York, and uh, this article sort of goes into this revolutionary, I guess is how they're trying to phrase it, um, new building for Columbia University's medical center, and you know it gets into a lot of talk about how the spaces sort of flow into each other, um, and you know how do you sort of start at the top and the spaces sort of sort of collide down the way of the building. Um, right off the bat, one of the very interesting things to me is how close the the finished building is to the rendering. I always find that interesting. Um, that was, it usually doesn't. It usually doesn't. It's funny, the first architecture firm I worked in, that was a marketing thing my boss used to have, is that he would always like to put a photo of the finished thing next to the rendering that we had made to show their clients you're getting what we're designing for you. Oh, cool. Because a lot of architects will sort of make these grand designs and renderings and then the finished product looks nothing like it, mm-hmm. you know? Because it gets valued engineered. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're, you, know, you do your renderings based on this sort of bubble and once it gets to the actual cost you've sold an image that you can't ever really make you know so the architects that do a design that they can actually do is is, is sort of a badge of honor and so i I appreciate that about this this project um and that happens also even in interior stuff right mm -hmm. when you're um even at home when you're uh, redecorating something you have this image in your head of what what it's going to look like and Mm then you know when you know like Later on, once you have the finished product, sometimes you're even more surprised at how cool it looked, mm-hmm. even better than what you thought. Right. Or the opposite. <laughs> or, yeah, or often it's the opposite. Um, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where it's easy to depict something one way when you're using a model or, or you know, modeling materials that once it's actually built. Mm-hmm. Um, but getting more into the specifics of this project, I mean, what do you think about this uh, project as you, as you read about it? Yeah, so... Um, What's interesting is that, okay, so Jose and I like to go to New York every so often to... I love New York. Yeah, yeah, just, and we we always gravitate to the new buildings, Mm -hmm. the new designer, like modern buildings. And um, the cool thing about New York is its density, right? In Manhattan specifically. Mm -hmm. And uh, I always end up going towards one of the schools, no matter what, somehow. Um, So it's kind of cool to see this buildings because you if you see it in the context of the campus um usually you see this new buildings as part of the technical programs or like engineering programs or maybe the new library mm-hmm. right um so this building is specifically for the medical um the yeah the medical and graduate education um part of Columbia university and the medical center um so it's 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 pretty cool in 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 its design however when it's when you think of what their goals were uh, and then you end up thinking about the environment and the idea of the building being um, 
how would you say it? Like if it's if it's meeting the goals for a um, carbon free building, mm -hmm. then you they kind of miss the mark on it from a, from that perspective. Even though they claim that it's you know it does have all of the environmental uh, components and state of the art components of mm -hmm. most new buildings right now, most, most new construction. Right. Um, the facades are all like predominantly glass. Mm -hmm. It's facing south, so it, you know the heating of and the cooling of those spaces is going to be really hard to to do. Mm -hmm. So and yeah, and buildings end up emitting so much uh, energy and using so much energy that is, I, I I don't think this building or this design for that matter. Well, I mean, I think yeah, aesthetically there's. There's something to the building that I, that I guess one can appreciate. You know, it, it's the way it's broken up. It's not your typical building in the sense of that you see every, you can read every floor as a unique floor. Um, but I see what you're saying. In, in, it seems like there was a lot of things trying to be put in at the same time. You know, they talk a lot about um, the way that they, uh, where is it? They talk about this sort of collaborative way of the, the school's build, right? That the program itself is built and how the building is supposed to do that. But I think as you're trying to put that into the building, you're creating issues that go against sort of the environmental part of the building, you know? Exactly. Um, so it's getting pulled at different directions and it sort of looks that way to me. Um, and also, they, you know, they're not very specific into how the program itself is designed, but, you know, I, like, I feel like what a lot of what this building is showing is not necessarily something new. You know, it's like atriums have been in buildings since there were more, there were high-rise buildings, you know. And it's sort of this, excuse me, it's sort of display between public and private parts of the building. And that's really what every building is about, you know. Um, so I think there is, it's an interesting looking building to me, but there's parts where it sort of falls short. I mean, to the point where you're saying is this building is going to be a nightmare to cool, <laughs> because of all of these spaces. I don't know if maybe they're cooling from the top down. You know, that's one way that I think this could work, but I I don't know. It's... Yeah, but even if you're doing that, the fact that, you know, the materials used makes a big difference, right? Yeah. And the fact on where it's facing. What's mm -hmm. interesting is, like, they point out how this particular area in Manhattan is actually one of the highest uh, elevation areas in the city. Mm -hmm. So, therefore... In this particular site where this building is, is actually even higher. So, because of that, they wanted to take advantage of the views because you it's actually like on a podium almost, mm -hmm. right? Both naturally terrain and then, then also the way that it the building is sited. Mm -hmm. um, so, that's why they wanted to have all of these uh, viewing spaces where the, where the lounges are. Right. Um, so that you can see out and you can have this like unobstructed views of the city, which is great. You know, like who wouldn't want to go to school and you're already paying a lot of money to mm -hmm. go to school here. Then, you know, you get really good um, views and it's a good experience for you. But at the same time, <laughs> there's like the carbon footprint that the university is trying to meet right. is not going to be met because mm -hmm. of this building. In right. fact, it might actually be worse, uh, off. worse off. Right. And they're making it seem as if, no, this is a really green, good building. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, maybe one day we need to make an episode about this sort of the green building, um, the idea of the green building and, and where it's at. 
you know, I have my issues with lead as it is. Um, so maybe that's that's something that we can at some point all get into. We've all gone through the lead exam process and everything. Mm -hmm. um, so it's probably something we could discuss. But yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I think efficiencies have been built in for the sake of the other aesthetic ideas. Um, but I think at the end, it's more. it was more of an aesthetic look than any of those other ideas that have been brought up, whether it's the green part of it or it's the... They're trying to match the way this the, the program runs. Mm -hmm. You know, I think... And, you know, I say that as a criticism almost, but I think anybody that's designing a building in New York City is aware of what you're competing against when you're making a building in New York City. You know, there's so many iconic buildings in New York City that you're trying to sort of compete with that and trying to match that. So I guess I also don't fault them for that. Um, but all in all, I mean, I think an interesting looking building. Mm -hmm. And people should definitely go and see it if you're in mm -hmm. New York. I, it's it's almost like a lantern because mm -hmm. of the fact that there's so much fenestration, there's so much glass. Mm -hmm. So it's glowing. It can glow at night. Yeah. So we can't wait till we go over there and just check it out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which hopefully, well, I don't want to get too much into that, but hopefully in the next couple of months we might be in New York City. So, yeah, yeah. cool. So, yeah, that's it. Cool, let's go to the next story. So our next story is not really a story, it's more of a video. And uh, it's talking about how the Olympic medals are made. You know, I uh, I was... They, everybody knows the Olympics have been going on for the last two months in Rio, the first time in South America. And uh, so I wanted to do a story that was somehow related to the Olympics. And I looked and I looked and I couldn't find anything other than sort of this, which, is, which I thought was pretty cool, was going through how they make the Olympic medals. Um, what do you what do you think about the process that you saw here in the video? Well, I thought it was really cool, especially the fact that it's in Portuguese and I know how to speak Portuguese. So That's right, because you've been to well, we've both been to Brazil a couple of times, but you actually took a semester there. Yeah. Yeah. So it was really nice listening to it. Um, yeah, it was pretty. I li I like how short it is and how like mm -hmm. you know like just direct as as to what the what the main objective is, right? Right. The fact that they don't make the the um, metals out of solid gold since like like a long since long time yeah and it's quick on the actual making part of it if you yeah. like if you blink you'll miss it there's a lot of facts about what the materials are and and how many mm -hmm. um but the thing that i found interesting i don't know if you've ever seen how they design coins the, yeah. So that the way that they designed the metals is similar. It was to me, it looks similar to how they designed coins, in which they make this large sort of castings of, or not castings, but this large sort of sculptures of it at a huge scale. That then they shrink down to make the actual thing. Mm -hmm. So I found that really interesting because mm -hmm. um, you see him at the beginning of the video how he was sort of uh, doing a little carving of how what the design was going to be. Mm -hmm. And then they show them being plated as well, the, the gold metal being plated gold and whatnot. So I, I found it interesting. It's yeah. it's a different. It, it's not probably it's probably not different, but it was cool to see it made. Yeah. The other thing is, so according to some of the, and we'll post this on on our Facebook page and then also the information um, for this podcast. But so the Olympic um, committee allows the local hosting city to make very minor 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 changes mm -hmm. and there have been a couple of changes for this particular uh olympic games in rio 
so and how they even give out the medals. Mm-hmm. So before it used to be like gold, silver, and bronze. So you already knew exactly who the gold, you know, like uh, medalist was. Now they do it the other way. So mm-hmm. there's a little more like, mm-hmm. you know, like you're working, you're building, you're, up, you're building to up to it. Yeah. So that was a slight change. The other one is that there are no flowers, mm-hmm. right, that you give to the medalist. And now, and that's an actually a really interesting um, um, topic that we can talk about a little bit more maybe later. Mm-hmm. But because um, we can look at, we can see who, what kind of. 3D printer they used for it, mm-hmm. but it's they're giving out statuettes of a specific um, sculpture, right? Mm-hmm. That with the logo, and they were all 3D printed. Oh, that's very interesting. Which is pretty cool because when you when I saw it, I thought it was like a ceramic or something like that. Mm-hmm. But when I did a, a quick search, it's actually all uh, 3D printed. Hmm. So that's yeah, it's uh, pretty cool because cool. I, I remember seeing them holding the little statues, multiple colors. It's pretty cool looking. Yeah, yeah nice. I think it's very yeah, and the and the logo itself, the movement of that logo, it's very reminiscent to the culture of of, of um, Brazil as a whole, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's like this flowing, moving, um, even very much like um, dance, like like a dance, movement. like a dance movement or like bodies mm-hmm. moving. It's really cool. It's almost like as if the the Olympic rings are mm-hmm. personi- are being personified. Yeah. So I really liked it. Yeah, yeah, very cool. Cool, cool, cool. All right, well, yeah. Um, so I think that's all the news we have. We had another story, but again, it's a story that I think would be good to be discussed with Ray. Um, so we're going to save that for next week. Um, so let's just go on to our main topic. Cool. All right, so for our main topic... We're, we're say, so this this idea came to you first because since we just moved and I guess some people are still finding out that we've moved. We ran into a, a friend of yours. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And it was really funny because, you know, like he started asking us questions about, you know, how far we moved and stuff like that. And then the next question that he asked was, so you, you guys bought a whole bunch of new stuff. Yeah, he was like, oh, you bought new for, all new furniture. All new furniture. And I just, I looked at him, I was like, no, no, in fact, we're actually downsizing and we're trying to go minimalist because we had a lot of stuff. So we're trying to get rid of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I had this like really like look in my face of like, why would he ask that? You know, like, or, or was he assuming that we don't have anything? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we're poor and we're mm-hmm. moving to a place with, without stuff. So I always look for Jose to um to do some uh, trans like cultural translation for me mm-hmm. <laughs> sometimes when people say stuff stuff like that yeah I mean, and apparently I, it's a normal question well I mean I don't know if it's a normal question but I do know I I've heard of a lot of people that when they move they buy new furniture because it's like a new place they want to have new things and you know some people I think having st- all both of us having studied architecture and knowing interior design we buy pieces of furniture that could work in different locations you know a lot of people buy furniture that really only works in the place they're at yeah right so that's why when people move they end up getting different tables or they end up getting different things and that's an excuse for a lot of people sort of to purge out the furniture they haven't buy new yeah. and they see it as a redecorating you know we have i don't want to say style but we have things that we like a certain way and when you think about it we went through the process of like for a long time we had the ikea 
dining table with the, the IKEA plastic chairs. And at one point we made a decision like, no, we need to have like grown up <laughs> furniture. And we went and we bought a table made of actual wood that we have a, a project idea for. And we went and, and started redoing chairs, you know, vintage uh, mid-century chairs that we reupholstered and everything. And we made those choices. A lot of people don't do that. They, when they move, they, it's like it's a place, it's a time to go buy a new piece of furniture. Yeah. I mean, we know because I, I've seen people that, you know, there's people that go and buy them out of the furniture store and buy the room. Like, oh, yes, I want that room. So they get rid of what they have and they go buy that new room and they put it in a new room. You know, it's, it's just what it is. Mm-hmm. I also wonder, like, people assume uh, that Jose and I just recently got married. So maybe, you know, like, oh, it's a, it's a new house. So therefore, like, a new place for you guys. So therefore, are you going to... I don't know if they assume that we recently got married, but I, I think most people don't realize how long we've been married. Yeah. Right, so when they hear, oh, you're moving, they probably think, that, so they've had their first move where they moved in together, and now they move to a new place, you're going to get rid of that stuff that, you know, a lot of it is the, from the move merge, and now it's like buy stuff together. Stuff, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was interesting. Yeah. So, um, the other reason why I wanted to bring up this particular topic is because of what we learned from the move, and what we can share with others, because, so as I was looking at just what's out there as far as people moving and you know what's the process because i'm very process oriented sometimes mm-hmm. and ray if ray was here he would say oh i'm sure you made a whole bunch of lists mm-hmm. <laughs> and you planned it out really well which i didn't necessarily we didn't really plan this move out as as, as much but um well we didn't plan it out in the sense that yeah we didn't make a whole bunch of lists but you know we had ideas as to what was going in what rooms and yeah. Even which room we were taking, because we're going to use that room. I think that might be even more planning that some people do when they move. You know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So like, so there are like these, you know, like six things everyone should do when moving into a new house, mm-hmm. or like, you know, do it yourself. Do you? How do you move? Or how do you unpack? And or like the logistics of the moving, or all of these other things that are available online that anybody can go and use. Right, and mm-hmm. really good tools. But um, when I when we were reviewing this things that you know everyone should do it was like stuff like changing your locks or like check for plumbing leaks you know (laughs) or Mm -hmm. like cleaning out your cabinets Mm. you know stuff like that and i realized that i I, that all of those things i I did Mm -hmm. and we both did for this because we moved from a small apartment to a house now with a large yard Mm -hmm. and that was to me like the surprising thing, the overwhelming thing. Like I wasn't expecting, it was like relearning how to live in a house, mm-hmm. you know, from when our parents, you know, like had her home. Like remember, like yeah, you know, like even going up and down steps, you know, mm-hmm. like stuff like that. Right. Um, but that was interesting because it's it's the simple things that you'd like you would do it yourself at mm-hmm. home, and you end up doing when you move. Right. That are not necessarily related to furniture or related to like painting your walls and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I mean, I think, I mean, in that sense, do you want to talk about some of the specific things that we did here? I mean, aside from painting, because we painted the kitchen, but like, do you want to get into the specifics of what stuff we did, or how do you want? I mean, to talk? we can highlight some certain things. Mm-hmm. For example, and I'll just start. Mm-hmm. So. One of the things that it like in those lists that are available online is you know give crit- give creators 
the heave ho. So like you know, get them out. And I've I've been calling this. What have I been calling it? I've been calling. <laughs> I don't it. think we use that word on the radio on the yeah. on the show. But <laughs> no, it's anyway. fine. It's called. And, and Ray cracks up at this all the time because mm-hmm. you know I I do environmental policy and I. I I sometimes I use the label of I'm an I'm an ecologist, an mm-hmm. urban ecologist, and he's like, you are the most anti, uh, <laughs> what does he call me? Animal. Like, animal <laughs> ecologist that I know because I don't like bugs. Mm. And now that we have a yard, it's like the bugs have been like everywhere in my. I feel like they're just I'm surrounded by them even mm. in, in in the inside. So I've been mm. like you know doing like a genocide of bugs, basically. <laughs> but Um, it's part of the list i mean people will do this you know like you mm -hmm. when you come into a place you just have to like clean it all out and make sure that you know the nukes and crannies are closed so that things won't critter in Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i think that goes along with the cleaning part of it of the the house sure yeah um i think there'll be a lot of a lot of ladies that agree with me on that yeah i mean that's fine i (laughs) I had you know i've personally never had an issue and i mean there's plenty of guys that are afraid of of spiders and things like that. I've never had an issue with bugs. So, yeah. Okay, no, that, that's a good one. Yeah, definitely do that. <laughs> uh, um, other ones... Oh, so to that, though, um, I've had to learn how to... Right, we, I showed you how to change the screen. How to change the screen. Because a lot of the screens were broken on the windows here. Yeah, so you're opening the window, mm-hmm. then you have bugs coming in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you want to have the windows open to air it out. It's mm-hmm. summer and everything, so... Um, yeah, so I learned how to do that. I mean, there's specific tools that you need to use and how you can cut them. And also, you know, like on YouTube, like while you showed me how to do that, I also, you know, like went on YouTube and, you know, like they have uh, tricks on what to do, you know, like you hold it down with some paint, with, with, um, masking tape, you hold the the frame down Mm. first. So that makes it a lot easier for you to move around. So it doesn't move on you. Um, then that way, and then you measure always, you know, twice <laughs> to make sure you you have enough, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, and yeah, you just need strength, a little bit of strength, and yeah, well, and you know, I think one of the things we did is uh, there were some old screens laying around that weren't being used anymore, so we took the screen out of those to reuse, you know, mm-hmm. like I think people should always look for those opportunities. We reused the screen and the rubber gasket for a lot of them, so we didn't have to purchase a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that, so, that went a long so, way. Yep. Yeah. Um, and that, that's an easy project. Anybody can learn to do The tool's only like $5. So it's easy to do. Mm-hmm. And I know they do sell also patch kits now as well for screens. So you can do that. But it's just as easy to change the entire screen. Yeah. So. And it's kind of nice. I think it's pretty cool. I mean, yeah. Again, if you don't like critters. <laughs> uh, I mean, a couple other things that we've done sort of to customize some of the things here. Because we, we had a couch and a TV, not a cabinet, but a TV stand and, and all of those things. Um, but I think one of the things that we've done to go along with the um, cleaning, I guess, along the lines is we've gotten rid of some stuff, right? We've, we've had projects that we've, for a long time, said, oh, we're going to do this. Like, we reupholstered all these chairs that we have here at the dining table. But we had, I like, one of the projects that I've been holding on for, like, for years was this old almost like settee or, or small chair that I was going to reupholster and I just finally was like I don't have time for this so it went out it went out the trash you know so I think cleaning out when you're somebody like me that just loves to collect projects 
at some point you got to realize like okay it's too many <laughs> i'm never gonna get to them so like cleaning out some of the projects it's always a good thing i think mm-hmm. um as well as some of the tools that you use for it um you know we both went to architecture school so we've had we had twice the number of drafting tools and we hardly draft as it is anymore <laughs> you know yeah. we do a lot of i still do a lot of hand sketching and whatnot but we don't know drafting. drafting, right? So we so a lot of that the drafting tools have kind of consolidated. Some of them, some of them are still good for model making or whatnot. So we've kept some, but you know, sort of sorting through all of that and getting rid of some tools that you're never going to use or if never used is always good as well. Yeah, you know, it's basically like how many triangle rulers can you have yeah. as two people who have come to architecture school yeah. just one actually the <laughs> yeah. adjustable triangle is the best, it's triangle. The best one and we both we, yeah. we each one had each had we one had, of those we <laughs> so, actually have multiple yeah. i looked through it we had different sizes of adjustable triangle <laughs> so um, it's like silly things like that yeah. but um yeah. yeah the other thing is that we did not only did we throw away but we also um recycled so mm-hmm. we we use um free cycle uh, mm-hmm. If you go to freecycle.com or um, like never throw away, like if you do searches like that online, is where people, local people in the area, you just say like you'll post a picture of what you have and just say, oh, it's outside my house. Right. You know, first come, first serve, come and pick it up. Yeah. Uh, or if it's a specific thing or a big thing, you can just post it and people will email you and ask you, hey, can I pick it up? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've also list- listed quite a few things on eBay as well that I've been selling too. Mm-hmm. So, you know. And then good old Goodwill, right? Goodwill mm-hmm. is amazing because you just go over there. And what's really funny is that we'll go to Goodwill and donate. Um, we'll donate, and then we'll go right into the <laughs> into the retail store just because yeah. it's such a fun little store to go yeah. and check. Well, <laughs> you and know, you always find something. Like uh, I haven't told you this yet, but at some point I think I want to make myself a vacuum form or something. I go to Goodwill to look for an old poster <laughs> that, <laughs> that I can that I can use. That's down the line though. But anyway. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, Goodwill is a good place to go find some of the things, and it's for it's for a good cause, mm-hmm. you know. So. And then I had some friends also because I, you know, we tried the whole Craigslist thing, and I, it was not helpful. It was really not good. I, I had a bad some bad experiences with it. Um, so some friends also told me to post, uh, like on the local laundromat, you know, like, uh, just like a simple sheet of what you want to give out or mm-hmm. give out or like sell for like two dollars $2 or a dollar, yeah. you know, rather than having a yard sale, which we also had a yard sale. Mm-hmm. Um, and we met a couple of neighbors that way. And um, yeah, so that way you're, you're meeting your community right. and you're upcycling or recycling. Right, and sort of a throwback, you know, before there was Craigslist, before there was free cycle, people would just post the stuff they're trying to sell on like a bulletin board or something, mm-hmm. you know, so yeah. And we live in a really cool community that that happens. Like you could still do that. Hmm. So yeah. Well, what else? What else is on this list? Yeah. So um, well, I mean, other things that we that we experience, I guess, it's like you never think of when you have new things. You know, like, and this will go for like the younger listeners. When you live in an apartment, you don't have a. You know, you have sometimes you had you share your laundry room, mm-hmm. right? And now we have our own laundry. Mm-hmm. So you, you know, you end up having a lot of like cleaning supplies and a lot of, and it was funny, one of our neighbors who also moved to, uh, they're also married a couple, they moved to a house. First thing they told us is like, we feel like we're doing laundry all the time mm-hmm. now that you have laundry. Then we had another one of our friends tell us, oh, it's life changing when you mm-hmm. have your laundry readily available in your place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. it is definitely life changing. 
-hmm. So it's the little things like that that, you know, make a difference, I guess. To, at least to me, it was just like a, a, a different thing. Yeah, and that's actually one of the things that we're still trying to figure out is because now we got to we got to figure out how we sort of hold the laundry, how we take it down to the laundry room that we have here and everything. So we're, we're trying to, that's one of the projects, I guess, if you go, is trying to maximize how the hamper is going to work. Yeah. You know? Um, so yeah. yeah. Um, other things like, you know, like switching new plates, like for the, the switch plates or mm -hmm. the electrical, like we've had that issue. No, yeah, we've had sure. some outlets that weren't working and mm -hmm. I just sort of swapped them out. Some of the, I guess some of that stuff I could go to the landlord and be like, um, this outlet doesn't work, but it's easy enough to change an outlet, you know, just make sure you turn off the breaker. <laughs> Don't electrocute yourself. Yes. Yeah. Or you know what you're doing beforehand. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or have a really good friend that, you know, you can just call like Ray. Mm -hmm. <laughs> He'll tell us exactly what we need to do. Right. And if you're, uh, if you're going to change your plates, actually, I, oh man, I don't remember the exact one, but you guys should Google. There's a company that started going with plates that if you don't have to know anything about electricity. All you do is you remove the plate for your outlet, right? The cover, the cover mm -hmm. plate for your outlet. And this new cover plate that you can put on either has, they, they have two of them out. One that has USBs on it, and it's just the matter of the plate being replaced. The plate has this uh, prongs that attach to the electricity directly. So all you gotta do is unscrew the plate, screw a new plate, and you instantly have USB adapters. And now they've come up with one that has a night light to it. Mm -hmm. So again, you just sort of take out the, 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 the plate, you put a new one in, and it has a little sensor and a night light underneath that turns on at night. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you can also look to upgrade old outlets and old switches this way by having a, just changing a plate, you know. It's, a, it's more expensive than a regular cover plate, but it sort of, it sort of ups your, your outlet up a little bit, you know. Mm -hmm. so. Yep. Then the other thing that um, people, I'm sure, like, well, that we found now is that we lack closet space. Before we had, a, you know, like, you'll go from a place where you have plenty of closet space to somewhere where you don't have enough. So what do you do in those cases? You know, like, um, for our kitchen, for example, we ended up getting a, um, a cabinet, you would call it, mm -hmm. right? A kitchen cabinet. But, you know, we were like, we didn't want to spend too much money on it. Mm -hmm. And we wanted it to be a specific size because we wanted it to be... For it to be tall like one of the things that jose is pretty tall i'm pretty short and um it's good to have storage to use storage all the way up to the mm -hmm. to the ceiling so you know like with a stool i can definitely reach things up there and we found one on craigslist that was like probably cost 200 dollars, 300 dollars, and we yeah, got it for at 50. least yeah and it's mm -hmm. an ikea brand cabinet yeah. like it's really big and everything goes in there and it's, and nice it's modular you can add things to it you can take things out you can add shelves you can add drawers you can yeah do all sorts of different uh, add-ons to it mm -hmm. which was good yeah yeah so that was pretty cool mm -hmm. and then like and that's the thing like you know uh, i would suggest for people to go into google and do it yourself um solutions for as far mm -hmm. as like organizing your closet yeah because that's always a big issue yeah, and storage is always something, like, we really only have one storage closet in this place, even though it's a bigger place, we only have storage underneath, underneath the stair. Otherwise, all the other closets are, like, the closets for the rooms, mm -hmm. you know? So, yeah, getting creative with your storage solutions. I know one of the ones that we're thinking about is is a new bed, and, and we're still in the middle of figuring out how we're going to do it, whether it's, we just buy, we just buy a sort of off-the-shelf bed, and 
raise it so we can put stuff underneath it or even make a custom thing. And we've talked about some IKEA hack ideas maybe as well to sort of have better storage underneath the bed. Mm-hmm. So get creative with where you find storage or where you put storage, you know? Yeah, what's really funny, like even on Craigslist, you can see like how people will sell their mm-hmm. stuff that's like that, you mm-hmm. know, like they've done that, that it's very custom to their mm-hmm. use and they're still selling it, mm-hmm. which we actually have one of those things now because we didn't, before we had a really small kitchen and um, we needed an island and we made this awesome like Ikea hack island and uh, most people like it, like whenever they see it. But now that we moved here, we have more space and we really don't need that anymore. Mm. So it's a question of, you know, like, well, now we're going to have to sell that. But it's a very custom Mm -hmm. uh, piece, so we're going to figure out how to... Yeah, what we're going to do with it. And if we can't sell it, then we figure out some way of reusing it here. Because it's one of those pieces that they don't even make at IKEA anymore, Mm -hmm. you know, so... But yeah, and it's something we did with Ray, actually, where we... Ray helped us build the frame for it, so, Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, but yeah, those custom pieces that fit a specific purpose, you'd be surprised how many people need something like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Now, most people would think of, again, like this friend of mine who asked, you know, like the question was like, oh, well, just you probably bought new stuff, mm-hmm. right? And it's to, at least for us, it's a matter of, is there really a need to buy new stuff? Mm-hmm. Because that just creates more trash, for the for you know like it just creates more things for those you know looking at it from an environmental perspective mm-hmm. right instead if you could find what you're looking for that someone else has already used is in good shape and doesn't need it anymore and it's a it's a lower price why not do that right. because you know if you know and, and this is a, a word for things that you don't need like on to use right away mm-hmm. you know it's not like you know, like food or like plates, stuff like right, that, right, you know, right. that we would never do that. But um, like, yeah, storage, for instance, we we wanted, we have a yard, a really large yard, mm-hmm. and we were looking for a, um, a shed, a shed yeah. for outside. And it had to be like specific one, plastic, mm-hmm. so we could put it together quickly. Well, it had to be something we could take with us after we move from here, because mm-hmm. we don't own this place, we're renting it, we're going to eventually buy a place, but we'd like to take it with us, so... Yeah. And the specific yeah. size and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it took us a while. It took us at least a month and a half to find one mm-hmm. on Craigslist. And, uh, you know, like, you just have to snatch them up as soon as possible. And we mm-hmm. got it for probably half the price of a, of a oh, new probably one. Probably less than half Probably the price, less, yeah. yeah, actually, because it's a bigger piece. Right. And it was nice. It was cool. And, you know, you get to meet people, like mm-hmm. neighbors as well, because it was, like, someone who owned it nearby. Right. So, yeah. Well, and it's reused. It's, it's taking, it's keeping something from going into, like... The dumpster, you know, it's like, although they weren't going to throw this thing away because we're obviously going to sell it, but, you know, that's the idea. If you can keep things from going into the dumpster so that you can, you can reuse it or you can find a new use for it, that's what this is all about. Mm-hmm. You know? The whole movement is called cradle to grave. Right. So that, you know, you can find multiple uses to a product so that, specifically with plastic too, mm-hmm. right? Because plastic is so hurtful to the environment sometimes. And it takes so long to break down. Yeah. Yeah, that's really the issue with it. And we've talked about plastic so much in mm-hmm. our in our podcast that you know we we have like this sort of like kinship mm-hmm. towards plastic, and I do. I mean, I think plastic is great in, in many cases, but yeah. So if you mm-hmm. could use it less, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's another thing we bought. Um, you know, I think again to since we have this yard, one of the things that I made were steps for our little dog to get up and down. 
so we wouldn't have to open the door for him. We could just open up the window. He can go up and down. You know, the the ground level is about three feet from the window sill. So I made these steps from wood I already had. I forget why we had it, but uh, so I made this quick sort of. Uh, yeah, steps that he, he uses to go up and down the stool. I'll have to put the video up. I have the video somewhere of him going up and down the steps to the window. I'll have to put it on the, on the uh, Facebook page. Mm -hmm. And that was like a priority for us, you know, like we needed to do that ASAP because you have this awesome yard and you want to be able to, so that he can access it easily. Yeah. And the way that our, our, again, it's problem solving, right? The way that our doors are set up with the yard it's like you have to go through two doors and it's just so much easier for us to do that mm -hmm. and that's an interesting thing that it's part of the lists that you see constantly like again those lists that i've been talking about um is prioritizing and specific rooms mm -hmm. prioritizing specific things you know like okay my my bedroom is going to be completely set mm -hmm. and the kitchen is going to be completely set and then slowly you move on to the other things um so that's that's always an issue, and you can do that also even when you're when you're not moving. Mm -hmm. If you want to redo a place, like your place, right? right? I mean, you could prioritize specific areas. Oh, I need to. I want to have a spa bathroom. Mm -hmm. You know, so you like make your bathroom like nice and cool. <laughs> yeah, that's how you go to visit. Like you just bringing my work back up to me because that's really what I work at, and people come to to us too for things like that <laughs> at my office. Um, but it doesn't even have to be that because that's a big thing. But you know, like when we moved here, you wanted your shoes to be in a better way. So what we did is just made like you know little eight inch deep shelves for your shoes mm -hmm. at the bottom of the closet. You know that organizes the bottom of your closet. Yeah. You know you can even go to those sort of small things. You don't have to redo the whole bathroom and put a soaking tub and like all those things are nice. Come send me an email if you if you're looking to do that. <laughs> I'll help you with that. Um, but those are much grander projects than even, you know, mm -hmm. you, you don't have to go out and buy a piece of plastic to stick your shoes in. You mm -hmm. can, you can, you know, do something creative with it. Yeah. And simple. Specific for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then the other stuff, I guess, um, no, this was interesting too. One of the, in the list, it says, wait to hang art. Mm -hmm. And I, like, we didn't do this intentionally right. at all it mm -hmm. was more of us like slacking and not having mm -hmm. time and not you know like figuring it out well, and, and other things were prioritized exactly the yeah. other priorities such yeah. as the steps for the dog you know right. like that's where our priorities are yeah. um but jose takes um photos he's a photographer mm -hmm. and you know he sells his prints mm -hmm. and one of the things that i told him is like since we have you know like the walls we need to put up your stuff so that you know it's there mm -hmm. it's almost like not a like a gallery right right of, of his work so for people that come and visit us and for us just to be able to see the mm -hmm. you know his his awesome photography so but they say that you know to wait to hang art when you move somewhere is because um you you sort of like begin to feel acclimated to your new spaces mm -hmm. so you kind of feel like you you learn what those special corners are mm -hmm. what those special um uh, specific walls are that you're going to be staring at a lot more right mm -hmm. and then as you're moving your furniture so then that's why you wait right. to hang your 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 art mm -hmm. yeah and it's funny you're right because we didn't do it on purpose but it definitely once we once we sat down to do it it was easier to do than it would have been otherwise right because like we've settled things where they're going to be now and and it makes more sense we could easier it was easier to hang up the stuff and then things have developed, like, you know, over by the stairs, there's like a slight three-inch little shelf 
from the stair, from one wall transitioning to the other. And uh, as I've been finding like the art that my grandmother did for me, I've been putting them there. Mm-hmm. So now that whole little shelf is now like art my grandmother gave me that she had done. And what's and, cool about that is that we go on up and down the steps right. all the time. Yeah. So every time we go up the steps, we think of grandma, yeah. of my mama. Yeah. And it's an, it's like such a, it makes you smile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, it was almost an unintentional thing, but... It's funny because, it, you know, my, my grandmother, she's doing well now. She's doing better now, but she had some health issues. And it's just sort of something that developed that I've been thinking more more about her. I don't get to see her all the time because she's in Florida. But I've been thinking more about her because I've been seeing those her all her artwork there that she that she gave me over years, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. And then um, I guess the final thing is, you know, like uh, moving or like reorganizing, re re redoing your spaces Mm -hmm. even if you're not moving um gives you a chance to bring out all of your favorite stuff that Mm. you may have because before you didn't have space or you didn't have something you know you didn't necessarily put it put them out or you you end up thinking of oh i didn't know i had this you find things you you forgot about yeah Yeah. and that's like such a cool discovery Mm -hmm. um or like you you know there's precious stuff that you will put up you know, like pictures of our cats, for example, mm-hmm. that we love so much. So we'll put those up right away and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah, no, it's cool. I mean, I definitely recommend it's been, we hadn't moved in 10 years. So moving has really helped us, one, get rid of things, but also like we've been able to position ourselves not to work on more of the things that we want to work on, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the number of projects is less than we had before now because we've done some of them. And, and now we can clearly see the ones we have to do, like I'm staring at the lockers over there. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, so yeah. Yeah. Cool. And yeah, there's a, 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 a quote that I always like, and this this helped me a lot in my in my previous place because I wasn't too happy of where I was living. And it says, it's comfort in your life shouldn't be an accident of your geography. So not necessarily, you know, like you have to actually move to make a place, you know, to make your place comfortable. Mm-hmm. But if you do move, then make it comfort, comfortable mm-hmm. to you, right? So your comfort mm-hmm. has to be something, uh, it's about you, like your neighborhood, where you are, the space, enjoying it, um, you know, having laundry in your <laughs> yeah. own place, yeah. you know, like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah very cool. a good ending to it. Yeah, hopefully, you know, you guys got something out of this conversation that we had. You know, it's a, it was sort of a uh, off-the-hip conversation that we came up with. And, uh, yeah, but I think it's a good one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of good advice. And if anybody has some things that they do when they move or how they reorganize when they need to, I'd love to hear it. So, you mm-hmm. know, hit us up. Especially if it has, like, a maker part of it, you know, like, yeah. or an upcycling, recycling mm-hmm. thing or, like, craft or, like, do-it-yourself thing. Yeah, it would be cool. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Well... Good. Uh, let's go into the product of the week. Alright, so for the product of the week, it's an interesting one. A furniture-related product. This time we've done a lot. You know, I, I've i gone back through the shows and looked at like what our products of the week. And it's a lot of you know, 3D printers and a lot of making things like that. So I was like, let's let's try and find something different. So I was like, let me go find some furniture, some furniture. <laughs> and this was the one I could find. It's a bit silly, but is an oversized book, which becomes a stool. And um, 
I couldn't even tell you who makes it. Actually. No, it's actually Booknature. Booknature. Yeah, so booknature.com. Um, and it's really basically a cardboard. It, when you're holding it, it just looks like a, an oversized book. It's huge. It's, I mean, huge. It's, it's pretty tall. And uh, you unfold it to become a book. And one of the things that drew me to it is uh, a few months back, I, a friend of mine that's an artist had seen uh, some book art in in a fair and she'd asked me if I could figure out how they did it so I did it for her and I showed her how to do it and this whole drawing about it and uh, this kind of reminded me a little bit of it except this is more functional you can sit on it you know so so yeah it's you know book nature and uh, it opens up like a like a book right mm -hmm. it opens up like a and it's 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 um it closes and opens as mm -hmm. if Oh, how do you call it? Like an accordion. Like voice. an accordion, yeah. yeah. And um, the only thing I would have to say about this particular piece is is the materials. Because mm -hmm. if it gets wet, then it's damaged. Yeah, I mean, don't, don't get it wet. I mean, or if you have, on. like, brand new little kitty cats like mm -hmm. we do, mm -hmm. this would not do so well with them scratching it up. Well, but, I mean, I see this... I mean, those are all valid points, Um I see this more as a thing that you have, either you're taking with you, mm -hmm. right, to go use somewhere, or you have it, rather than having to have folding chairs stacked up somewhere, you could have a shelf where you've put, you know, three or four of these guys up against them, when you have company over, you open them up, and here you go, sit down on the book, <laughs> you know, it, it, it compacts so much that it, that it, it really, there's something appealing about that though. I think the unappealing thing to me more than you know, sort of its resiliency and all those things is the price of it is a little high mm -hmm. for you know being made basically out of cardboard. Eighty six dollars is a bit much, you know. Yeah, it's about it's a one foot by half a foot mm -hmm. um, stool. Right, which I mean, it's a stool. You know, yeah. I mean, you go to IKEA, that you go to IKEA, you buy one minute of plastic for twenty bucks, you know, or fifteen dollars or whatever. Um, this is a more clever idea for eighty-six. It's a bit expensive, which I, th I feel like it's a theme that runs through a lot of the products of the week. Um, but I, I, I don't know. Um, I think there's something that appeals to me because I've had an idea about a cardboard chair or a cardboard furniture before so and you know we studied the cardboard furnitures this is not the first thing that's been made that way mm -hmm. but yeah I don't, there's something that appeals something about it that appeals to me yeah i i wouldn't pay 86 dollars for it i'd make my own but you know it's a good idea yeah it, it's also kind of good for uh, a business mm -hmm. right if you are setting up if you're going somewhere and you're setting up a booth Mm -hmm. Right, then it's a nice portable thing to have, and mm -hmm. you have it as a chair. So I think at eighty six dollars, if it's a business and you could you know write it off as your business expense, then it kind of makes sense because some of those um, pieces are hard, like you know they're they're heavy mm -hmm. to move, and you know like and this is so easy that you can just have mm -hmm. multiple books, I mean, and it comes in different colors too. It comes in different colors. I think it's a great idea for a bookstore, right? Like we there's a local bookstore here, not too far from where we live. And they have uh, talks all the time, and they mm -hmm. have they have to have folding chairs stacked somewhere. Folding chairs, even though they fold and they or they they nest on each other, they still take up a lot of space. Mm -hmm. If you're a bookstore, you already have shelves. Buy a bunch of these guys, and when it's time for the lecture, you open them up. Yeah. And it sort of goes with the theme, you know. It's a book. Yeah. So, Minimalist too. Yeah. So yeah, so that's pretty cool. I mean, it it also gets me thinking about um, 
other things that we can do with books, mm. like upcycling books as well. Yeah. You know, you always see like the, the bookshelf, mm. right? Or um, uh, you could say like, or the origami with the book pages that you can mm. do like different art. Right, that's, that's basically what I, what I help my friend figure out. My, my friend that teaches art classes for uh, middle schoolers. I showed her how that she could do a project with her kids, basically making an, uh, an origami piece out of a book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But then, you know, you could cut off the certain pieces out of it if it's mm-hmm. a hard co- hardcover book, which, oh, that was the one thing that we didn't mention in our, mm-hmm. in our main conversation. Like, yeah. we have a lot of books that, you know, mm-hmm. when we move, then, you know, it's like, how do you you donate these books and mm-hmm. when you realize that you find out come to find out hardcover books are really hard to donate mm-hmm. um you can even donate the presents which is pretty cool mm-hmm. <laughs> i find it very cool but yeah so it's like what do you do with these hardcover books and especially as that we we study architecture most of the architecture books that are uh, are odd shaped mm-hmm. and they're very nice but they're like you know, and they're great they're like great coffee table book bu- books yeah. but you know, like you can only have one, so many of them. You just want to mm-hmm. find a different use. So maybe this will inspire us to do something. Yeah. With books. Yeah. Yeah. So cool project. Cool project of the week. A little expensive again, but you know, if you if you like it, I I don't think it's a bad investment. Mm-hmm. So cool. All right. Well, let's go cool. on to the next section. And what are we working on? All right, so what are we working on, Claudia? What do, what do you got going to this week? Well, for MADE uh, podcast, we have to get ready for the Silver Spring Maker Fair. Mm-hmm. That's coming in at the end of September. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, part of, like, marketing is to make your, design your business cards, mm-hmm. design, like, a little information, uh, update your website, which is always, mm-hmm. like, important to do, Um and, and also, both, yeah. We've also been doing some brainstorming as to what we're going to do while we're at the Maker Fair. Yep. So we have some ideas for shows and and how we're going to how we're going to interact with people there. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Leave behind, you know, mm-hmm. like what people do. Like so there's like there's always those those type of organizing things that you have to do. Yeah. So, but um yeah, it's it's fun because it's it's coming up it's in Silver Spring. Mm-hmm. And, um, Silver Spring, Maryland. Because Maryland. I bet there's a lot of Silver Springs. <laughs> Silver yeah, Spring, Silver Spring Maryland. Maryland. It's a regional maker yeah. fair, um, and we can't wait till yeah, to we, present. Yeah, we can't wait to be there. We're gonna we're gonna be recording shows while we're there. Maybe a couple. We're gonna be doing hopefully interviews with uh, with makers and visitors and people displaying there. Um, we'll hopefully do a video. I don't know if people have seen the video that we did when uh, National Maker Fair took place here in DC and we attended. So hopefully mm-hmm. we do another video like Check that. Check it out on our website. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so that that's gonna be cool. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that's coming up, it's uh, so not next week, but the week after that, we're gonna be back up in Delaware with, and we're gonna record there with Ray. But we're also gonna be working on our next. Uh, we know we did the lamp build off, so we're gonna be doing another build off, and we'll give more details on it probably next week when Ray's here. Mm-hmm. But you guys can look forward to that. We're gonna be doing something else while we're up there, not next week, but the week after. So we'll probably discuss it on the show in a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. maybe right before Maker Fair in Silver Spring. Yeah. yeah, which for the build off, we we all agreed that it was Ray who won, right? <laughs> yeah, I think Ray definitely won because I mean he he he's the only one that made it right from scratch. So, yes. 
So and yeah, and, and there awesome. was some there was a vote. I think he also won the vote pretty easily as well. Exactly. He completely like yeah. there's a, a gold medal for for a <laughs> there is no gold medal. <laughs> can't afford that. No, we can't afford it. Not no. even a three D printed one? Come on. No, no, no. <laughs> We're still waiting on it. Well, maybe once the three D printer comes in we can make a plaque for him. Yes, that's <laughs> but he yeah, can make his own plaque. He can just laser cut it or 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 cut it himself. So yeah. Yes, that's um, what, that's how we roll. <laughs> exactly. Um and so yeah, so the only other thing that I've been working on is I'm working on a prototype for a, a kit that I'm working on. And then uh, while I was in Florida, my mom asked me for help with something that she she once made for a reunion she's having. So I'm, I'm having Ray help me with, uh, with what we're going to water jet some metal for for something that she wanted. So maybe I'll, I'll make a quick video as to what we what we did. Mm-hmm. So I did a drawing. Ray's going to cut it and, and then hopefully she'll worry about painting it. Oh, she so, will. She follows yeah. it. She's a maker. Yeah, she yeah. she makes her own things. So yeah, mm-hmm. maybe next time I'm in Florida, I can record some of the stuff that she makes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Very right, cool. Cool. So yeah, so that's what we're working on. Um, and I guess that's really the show for the week. Actually, yeah. um, we are hoping Ray will be back with us next week. His eyes have been doing better. Um, and uh, next week we're gonna be talking about tiny houses. So if uh, if that interests you, it's it. It's interesting because it's both an architecture and a making kind of thing. You know, a lot of people make their own tiny houses, so it'll be an interesting topic. So next week will be tiny houses, and then the week after that will be... We don't know what we're going to talk about yet, but we'll be in Delaware with Ray. Mm-hmm. And then you can look forward to another build-off another build coming up. Mm-hmm. So, cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, so for Ray, who isn't here, thanks everybody for listening. Yeah.